This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hey, welcome to another episode of the New Hunter's Guide. The podcast helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Kanidis, and today we're going to talk about five simple steps for scent control when it comes to deer hunting. When I say simple, I also mean cheap. These are things anybody can do, doesn't matter what level you're at, how new you are to the sport, these things will make a huge impact and the cost, I mean, it's essentially zero, depending on what gear you may have or how you treat it. So the number one thing you need to keep in mind when it comes to scent control for deer hunting is that there's no possible way to eliminate all scent. If you think you can or you think you do, you're kidding yourself. Um, There's just no way to do it. Now, younger deer and does, they may put up with more scent, but older deer, more mature deer, mature deer, specifically bucks, and even some older does are going to be a lot more cautious and at even the slightest hint of scent may turn tail and run. So you may think, oh, you've cracked the code and you've got all these expensive scent blocking products and you've done this and that and deer walk right by you and none of that matters. Um, you're kidding yourself. You're not, you're not talking about mature deer, you're not talking about big bucks, you're talking about younger deer, you're talking about does, and chances are they still smell you, they're just not that concerned about it. So you need to, you need to control your scent, you need to manage your scent. The idea is this, um, when you walk into an area, you're going to leave scent behind, period. Some scent. Now that scent may be minor and it may uh, disperse within a couple hours to the point where it's not really noticeable unless a deer really just puts their nose right in your footprint. 
Uh, or it could be that you just leave a scent trail, uh, like they say, a mile long, and deer can smell where you are walking from 100 yards away, and they're gone. You never saw them run. You didn't even know they were in the area, and they just melted away and disappeared. So you, you need to, to, to think about this. Now, scent dissipates over time. The more scent there is, the more time it takes. Different conditions can impact that. Um, rain seems to dissipate scent faster. Wind, um, I don't know that it dissipates it faster, but it pushes it in the direction that it's blowing. And wind is a whole different thing. I'm not going to talk much about wind today. You really need to develop an understanding of wind. We may do an episode on that in the future. But wind is going to blow your scent into deer. doesn't matter what you do to control it. Um, there's going to be some there. And if the wind is bad, you can compromise your position. So you need to have multiple positions that you can set up depending on what the wind is to control where your scent goes. And that's going to do more than almost anything else. Managing the wind is the biggest thing you can do. Once you're already in your, in your tree stand though. Um, so let's get into it. Five simple tips. Number one, wash your clothes and yourself. Some people do all kind of goofy stuff. They keep their clothes uh, outside. They keep them in tubs. They keep them wherever. And they don't bathe. They don't do anything. They're just all natural. And they think that, you know, the, the, the water and the soap that they use is going to turn off deer and this, that, and the other thing. Okay, well, there's two sides of this. When it comes to your clothes, you need to wash them regularly. You need to wash them in something that has minor scent, um, something that is not perfumed. Uh, there's a lot of detergents today, just regular type detergents that are, quote, all natural and have no odor. The idea being not to... to not to impact people that are sensitive to, to scent and sensitive to different perfumes and smells. Um, there's a lot of stuff out there that's relatively inexpensive, especially if you're only using it for your hunting stuff. You don't need to go and buy special hunting detergent. Just use an odor-free regular detergent and do not use fabric softener. Do not, do not, do not. If you're really paranoid about it and you do use some smelly type stuff, then run a, run a load of water through with the smell-free detergent and then run your clothes through. Or wash your clothes twice. Whatever you got to do. And then no fabric softener. That carries as much or more smell than anything else. So you want to wash your clothes in something that is scent-free. And then you want to take those clothes. Now, the best case scenario, and I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, this may or may not be realistic. I do not regularly do this. But the best case scenario is take those clothes, the outer layers especially, put those clothes in like a Rubbermaid tub or something and put that in your car or in your truck. And when you get out into the field, get out of your truck and then put your outer layers on so you haven't had a chance to pick up scent in the car or while you're driving or in your kitchen or, or just off of you. And those clothes are going to have the best chance of, of having minimal scent on them. Again, depending on your situation, that may or may not be possible. The other side of it is washing yourself. Now, people who think, oh, it's better not to wash because you don't want to get the smell of the soap on you, uh, you're, you're completely defying 
basic common sense. If somebody doesn't wash and you're in a room with them, they stink and you know it. If they do wash, do you sit there and go, man, that soap that they're using smells so strong. Now, you don't notice the soap. You don't notice whatever smell that might have. But if they stink, you know it and you can smell them, you know, from 10 feet away. And if the wind's blowing from them to you, brother, you might not be able to stand it. So, no, that's completely ridiculous. You need to be clean. You need to eliminate all that human odor that can get so overpowering. And yeah, use a, a, a neutral soap. Use something that doesn't have a lot of scent to it if you're able. Um, don't use heavily perfumed stuff. Get, get yourself something that's more mild. But even if you use the perfume stuff, you're still better off than not bathing because the smell of not bathing is stronger than the smell of the perfume detergent. It is just simple 101 stuff. Or it's not detergent, but you know, body wash, shampoo, whatever you got. So you need to wash and your clothes need to be washed. So that's step one, or that's tip number one. Number two is your boots. Your boots are very important. Um, and they're important for two reasons. One, your boots are the only thing that's guaranteed to make contact with your environment no matter where you go. So you want a boot that is, one, you store it somewhere where it doesn't pick up a lot of human scent, if at all possible. You want to keep your boots somewhere where um, they're not just picking up everyday smells. You know, Keep them in the garage, keep them in a tub in your car, keep them in the basement somewhere. Um, just somewhere where they're, they're not going to be, you know, regularly picking up tons of scent. The other thing is, um, you want something that has a good solid rubber or plastic or polymer sole to it. And rubber boots are probably the best for scent control because no air, no scent passes through them. And if you can keep the outside clean, then you've done yourself uh, a lot of good work for that. I don't think rubber boots are the most comfortable, especially if you got to cover a lot of ground, and especially if your feet are going to sweat for any reason. You could find yourself in a compromised position there because then your feet are going to get wet. There's no way for that moisture to get out. But if you're in a scenario where you can wear rubber boots, you know, some good rubber hunting boots, insulated, you can throw some hand warmers in there. Keep those things clean. Maybe even hit them with one of those, you know, scent elimination sprays before you go into the woods just to, to give you that one extra, you know, one extra thing you can do to it in order to, to help that. But you want to be careful with your boots. Uh, it's, be it's best to have a set of boots for hunting. That's all it's for is for hunting. And you don't do much else with them. And they are, uh, they're going to trap scent inside either the rubber or they have, um, they're waterproof. Uh, that's whatever that's going to do is going to help keep scent in waterproof. They may not be completely airproof, but everything helps. You don't want to just go out walking through the woods wearing tennis shoes or some leather work boots. Those are just going to hold scent, um, more than anything else. So you want to be careful with your boots. You want to be careful what you do with them before you go hunting. And, um, because you got to keep in mind, those are going to contact your environment no matter what you do. Your boots are always going to be touching the ground wherever you walk. So if you can work on keeping scent off your boots, 
you can make good progress in terms of minimizing your scent in an environment. So that's tip number two. Number three, don't touch stuff. This costs zero dollars. You don't have to go any special store. You don't have to order it online. Don't touch stuff. Don't touch branches. Don't touch twigs. Don't touch tall grass. Don't touch the tree before you climb up on it. When you get to your tree stand and you're going to climb up, you want to reach as high as you can to the top rung that you can with your hand and then pull yourself up. You don't want to leave and leave scent on the bottom rungs down lower where it's more likely to be detected by deer. You want to you want to not touch anything if you possibly can. Um, just do not, don't use your hand to, to, to brush things aside. Don't grab onto things. Don't, don't, by all means, do not get to the bottom of your tree stand and then start getting dressed there and change your clothes and throw a bunch of stuff on the ground and then pick it up and put that on and put your sweaty clothes on the ground and then you're just leaving scent everywhere. Everything you touch, you're putting scent on it. So don't touch stuff. You want to be very careful. Number four, follow suit with that. You want to clear paths to your stand. You don't want to walk through anything. You want to make sure that if there's grass, the grass is low. If there's brushes, brush, you got a path through it. If there's all sorts of branches all around, you've cut a path through that so that you're not touching stuff. Your, your shins and your knees aren't, aren't going through brush and tall grass and whatever. That's fine for turkey hunting. That's okay for crow hunting. That's just fine for dove hunting or duck hunting. But when it comes to hunting deer, you're just going to leave this swath of scent behind you. And, and the issue there is if a deer crosses your path, especially a mature deer, that can alert them, that can put them on high alert. And if you leave too much scent, if they get close to your path, they may not even cross it, but just that the wind blows the scent from your path to them, and they're going to go, whoa, hey. And this is the biggest issue in the morning, or as soon as you get to your stand, which is often the best time to hunt, is, you know, you walk through the woods at 5 o'clock, and the sun comes up at 6, and you're hoping to shoot a deer at 7, well, your scent is still fresh on the ground, and the more you left behind, the bigger of an issue it's going to be in terms of deer picking up on that and smelling that or the wind blowing that to them you know if you're in the stand for 12 hours by the end of the day a lot of that scent will have dissipated it'll be a much less of an issue but especially right when you get to your stand that's a big deal so you want to make sure you clear whatever you can wherever you can how you want low grass you don't want a bunch of leaves or brush or anything between you and where you're going to set up if you have a blind same thing. You want to be careful when you get to your blind that you're not touching the outside of the blind. You're, you're not rubbing against anything more than you have to. A blind will actually help to some degree to keep scent inside and contained. Um, it's not great, but it does provide some benefit. So you want to get into that blind as soon as you can or get up into that tree as soon as you can. Number five tip. Don't walk where you hunt. So if you've got the trail mapped out and you know where you're expecting the deer to walk in front of you, don't walk through that area to get to your stand. You're compromising your, the, the potential of your hunt. 
You want to get up to your stand from behind. You want to drop into that stand. And then you want to have wherever area you're facing to be clean and untouched. And don't walk into that area. Don't walk into it before season starts. Don't walk into it during the season. Because wherever you walk, that's where you're going to leave the most scent. And that could spook a deer after you leave for the day or the next morning or two days later if, it, if the weather's been calm. And they may be gone for a week or two weeks or three weeks. You know, mature bucks have, seem to have a forgiveness window of something like three to four weeks if they've been spooked around the season. And by the time they ever come back, if they ever come back, the best part of the season's over or completely over if it's rifle season. So you want to be careful that you never walk through where you're going to hunt. Now, you have to get to the stand somehow. So you want to walk into the stand, ideally, from behind, which is where the wind's blowing to. So you're going to walk into the wind to get to your stand, sit in your stand, and you're hunting with the wind blowing at you. That's the best way to do it because then where you walked <clears throat> is the same place that the wind's going to blow your scent when you're sitting in your tree. So you have minimized liability there. Um, but if you if you have to cut across your hunting area to get into the tree and hunt, you know, deer may walk right up to where you your trail was, smell you, turn around and walk away, you may never get a shot. So you don't want to, to walk through your hunting area to get to your stand. You want to have some way to get there from behind through an area that's not regularly used by deer. <clears throat> Excuse me, and then you want to make sure that you never walk around in your hunting area during the season. It can be tempting to say, you know what, I've been sitting here for a while. I just want to get up and take a walk about. And just maybe I can walk up on some deer and uh, get a shot. That, that can happen. That's not usually the best strategy, but that pays off from time to time. And if you're sitting there and you're tired of sitting and you don't feel like sitting anymore and you'd have more fun walking around, well, that's what hunting's about. I've done it. I know lots of people that have done it. I know people that have taken nice bucks doing that. It, but you don't want to get up and do that and walk into the area you're hunting. Go walk somewhere else. <laughs> walk back the way you came and then go walk off somewhere else. Don't walk into your hunting area during the season on a walkabout or to scout. It's too late at that point to scout. You, 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 scouting's over. You, you should have done that already. If you haven't, you, you may be better off not scouting at this point. If you've got a tree stand there, well, you, you had to have done some scouting, I would assume, to decide that's a good place for a tree stand. Just you're better off not putting any extra pressure into the hunting environment and then waiting it out or going to find a new spot. So, wash your clothes and yourself. Be mindful of your boots, both what they're made of and how you treat them. Don't touch stuff. Make sure that you clear paths before the season to get to your stand without having to brush through things. And then don't walk where you hunt. If you guys do those five things, that is 90% of the battle. That's 90%. There's, you can take it a little further. There's some, some other things you can do. There's some products you can buy. There's special gear, special pants, whatever. But after those five things, I think most of the stuff that you're going to do, it's just diminishing returns. You can invest a lot of time, a lot of work, a lot of money, and it's just going to help a little bit more. If you've got these five things down and, and you have some sense of the wind 
and and working the wind right, you got. I mean, that's enough to to win most of the time. So that's those are the, those are the tips. Head to the website newhuntersguide.com for the show notes, more information, lots of other episodes. Uh, till next time, God bless you guys, and go get them in the woods. <laughs>